Today I report about my site visit of a car shop in Germany and flood protection proposals. Flood Protection Secrets, the podcast to the protection against heavy rain and flooding by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippe. So the big challenge is how can house owners like you and me get a flood-free home? How can business managers like you and me get a flood-free company? And how can public servants provide flood-free critical infrastructure and livable cities? Flood Protection Secrets, the podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippe. This podcast is for foresighted and proactive people who do not want to shovel the muddy water out of their room while standing in the midst of the disaster. Therefore, those who design and plan, the architects and engineers need to construct such buildings and cities and that even when the entire environment is completely flooded. That is a challenge and this podcast will give the answers. Flood Protection Secrets, the podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippe. Yes, hello and welcome again. Today I want to report about my site visit of a car shop in Germany. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm currently in Germany and you see I'm coughing already. But uh, we are far away from winter. It's still very warm when I record it. And uh, uh, also it is already autumn. Uh, so um, yeah, However, there was a flooding and um, I want to report and tell you about the, the flood protection proposal I made. So first, uh, it's disaster, disaster, disaster. And this happens when the small user creek in the region of the towns in Germany overflowed its banks and flooded the, the car shop. And um, it's a funny name, user, U, uh, um, USA. Uh, that's, the that's the name of uh, the creek um, in, um, in the Taunus region. It's a small creek, very, very small. It's not a big river. Uh, it's really a creek, but it becomes a, a dangerous animal when um, the heavy rain is coming. You know that from other regions So, uh, in the world. Um, how did it start? And um, yeah, wh why, why I'm here in, in Germany? So um, first of all, uh, first of all, uh, first of all, um, everything started with an um, article in the newspaper. So um, um, there was a newspaper about me um, in some German, um, yeah, an article uh, in some German newspapers, uh, and um, some hours later, so that was around lunchtime or, uh, already, I got an email from uh, um, a car shop car shop and uh, the owner contacted me because he was uh, previously flooded when this small user creek was overflowing and uh, he said uh, I don't know what to do I tried it with sandbags but it's not really working and uh, I have a ramp and um, uh, parts of my company are below street level so uh, all the water is uh, overflowing me and um, yeah that is never ending that is like 
when you take a bus, uh, perhaps some of you still have a, a bus tub and uh, they don't close the faucet. But you can also do that with with a sink uh, in your bathroom. Um, you you just uh, leave the faucet open and uh, yeah, you close the drainage. <laughs> And um, then after a while, you have not to wait so long, uh, your bathroom will be overflown and then the living room, the kitchen, so every everything else. And uh, if you wait long enough, even a basement, if you have one, uh, will be full of water. Perhaps it takes one week or, or several weeks. But anyway, um, you you make it, make it uh, overflown just with one faucet. And that is the same effect when you have water coming from the street. And um, your area is uh, below the street level. and um, Or you are even at the end of the street. That is even worse. Anyway, I don't know whether it is worse, but also not good. So, um, yeah, then I did a visual inspection and I immediately uh, saw this ramp. So we were walking around and uh, the, uh, the uh, managing director, the owner, very kind person, um, he... Uh, he showed me around and he explained everything to me. And uh, yeah, there was a workshop below. And uh, by the way, that is a very beautiful um, car car shop. It's one of the biggest for for this um, uh, for for this uh, American cars, and uh, uh, one of the biggest in this region. I I, um, I want to say. And um, I did not count the cars, but I think there are there are almost 80 cars or something standing around everywhere. And of course, he's also repairing cars. And one workshop is below. Um, below it is almost yeah, it's in the basement of a building. I would say, yeah, it's in the basement. So um, and there's a second storage uh, storeroom. Uh, he also showed to me, and then he said, Ah, th there, this flooding. Results from uh, results from the drainage from the canal, because uh, this uh, drainage system is uh, connected to the canal, and uh, it, it the water came out. Uh, I always say it is a brown fontaine, uh, the the, uh, the brown fontaine uh, in a in a in a house and a bathroom and when it comes to the toilet. But in this case, it came from from um, the canal. Uh, but then we discussed, and I said. Uh, is it important to protect this uh, this room? What what is inside? And then he showed it to me. So there is a snow plug inside, snow plug machine or car vehicle. Uh, you know, in in Germany uh, we have snow in the winter time, and uh, especially where he lives, it's a little bit elevated in the Taunus region. Very beautiful. So there are some small mountains, uh, hills. Some others might say hills or not mountains. Well, there are mountains. Already uh, and um, yeah, it's with the snow and the snow plug. It's similar to uh, huge parts of uh, the USA, Canada, of course, but also in um, in Korea, uh, in China, and in Japan, uh, where you have um, annual snow and uh, people, of course, use snow plugs to clean this uh, to to empty the streets from the snow. So, what is the solution? Um, the first thing is to protect at the upper part of the ramp and not at the lower part. Uh, that can be can be done sometimes. Uh, it is done uh, in at entrances um, for subways when it when you have a long ramp. Then yes, you can protect at the lower part, but you must protect at the upper part as well. 
Um, and why at the lower part? Because when you have an open ramp, let me say 20 meters, 30 meters, uh, and it is wide enough, uh, there is still rain coming. And it depends on the quality of your drainage system, but I'm quite sure this drainage system cannot carry the load water load. So way back to this car shop uh, in, 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 in Germany. Uh, so we said, okay, very fast. It was clear we protect at the upper part of the ramp and uh, the opening widths were about five meter 45, five meter, let's say five meter 50. So these five meter 50, yeah, how do you protect it? Uh, first, uh, first the height. Yes, of course, the height. Uh, so um, I said, okay, you need two beams, so 600 millimeters height. That should uh, should be okay because we must be above street level. And it is not that the whole street is flooded by one meter or two meters of water. No, uh, it's 10, 10 centimeters, 20 centimeters perhaps, but continuously. That means... Uh, there's always water flowing down downhill and uh, whether it is five centimeters uh, 10 centimeters 20 it doesn't play any role everything will end up at your at your uh, warehouse um, and and find the way through the ramp and then end up in your warehouse so what will be done so 600 millimeters were enough so in this case uh, for these demountable um, flood barriers you you need um, a middle support um, uh, and uh, to shorten the span because if you make it with uh, in, in one span you have a imagine five meter 45 or five meter 50 long span that reminds me the old um, Hollywood movies from the 1920s and 30s so you know with uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin was later huh? but with, with Buster Keaton uh, so that was without sound for the older people who, who still remember huh? so always these funny things when they were running around with these wooden planks <laughs> and uh, so that is not really comfortable so i suggest to split it into into two parts so you will need you will need one middle support uh, and um, then the two parts at the left and the right side of this middle support by the way that is a dis dismantable middle support uh, you uh, it's not permanently installed of course and uh, two uh, compression bars um, that uh, that would also be uh, advisable. And then, yeah, the, the next thing is, uh, but once again, if you say, oh no, I want to have these 5 meter 50 Buster Keaton long span, <laughs> then uh, instead of a middle support, you need a back brace to stabilize, to stabilize um, the demand with flood barriers, the aluminum beams. Um, also, the profile that we are using is very sturdy and very thick and uh, th th sometimes it's twice the thickness of other products what I see in, in the market and that makes of course a difference because there's more aluminum. The thickness of the aluminum even is thicker, is bigger. So the aluminum itself is bigger and the profile is bigger. Why? Because you need the stability to withstand the impact of uh, floating debris and the water pressure. And if you don't have that in case of floating debris, your barriers will be damaged. And at this moment, the ceiling doesn't work anymore. That is what the people sometimes forget. They only see the barrier and they and they look to it uh, when the sun is shining, but they forget that uh, very often there's floating debris. Something is, is flowing around. Yeah? And... Um, and um, and uh, that is why um, our aluminium um, 
barriers are um, heavy duty and made for that. Uh, so what did I want to say? Yeah, finally, how do you install these barriers? I talked, um, I, I told you um, that there is this ramp, and um, then I investigated the the, the floor um, because we need to have a kind of foundation for for um, to attach the back brace, compression bars, and or the middle support. Anyway, these these uh, vertical components in the middle. Huh? So. Uh, Yeah, um, I suggested to use a ground beam because uh, the asphalt is, is terribly damaged already. So it must be rebuilt and then it is easier to work with a ground beam. Yes, you you have another steel part. In this case, because it's outside, um, hot dip galvanized steel is enough. You don't need a stainless steel um, and a ground beam with embedded anchor plates. Why? Um, yes, the costs are higher for the material, but you save cost and headache when it comes to the construction because it is much easier to install a ground beam with an embedded anchor plate or several anchor plates for this uh, for the civil workers um, um, uh, compared to they make the asphalt and the concrete and later you arrive and you drill and then you realize the depth is not enough, the foundation is not stable enough and everything is not working and the drilling gives you another headache or the people who drill don't do it in a good way because for one anchor plate you need four drill holes, M16, M20 and if they are not aligned, you cannot install the anchors. So a lot of headache, especially with non-skilled people and you never know who will install, who will do the civil works Uh, what kind of education skills they have. So we are, I highly suggest to work with a ground beam. You have all sorrows are gone. You have not to think about it anymore. It's very easy. And the side channels, I forgot to mention that at the left and at the right side where you um, embed the aluminum beams in case of a disaster, they are of course permanently installed as um, attached at the wall. So the wall structure must be good enough as well. I explained that several times already. And then last but not least, normally um, when it comes to customers, I say, okay, that's fine. Okay, I agree. And then I always say, oh, we forgot one important thing. So what is this one important thing? Yeah, it is a storage system. The storage system to store the aluminum beams in a proper way that uh, the, the lifetime is um, is uh, yeah I always say up to 100 years because and and you can hang them you can put them in a crate in a box uh, uh, you can store them vertically horizontally um, in this case uh, because we don't have that many barriers if you have one middle support you have two at the left uh, 600 high and two at the right that makes four barriers and each about two meter 75 or something like that. And um, yeah, you can attach them at uh, at the wall. So you have to find a good place. So the best is to store them very close to this uh, uh, entrance. However, that was um, yeah close to the street, and I suggested not to put it there for safety reasons. Uh, um, um, yeah, you never know who wants to steal it to uh, sabotage it or whatever. So we agreed that we store it uh, behind the building um, um, where normally nobody is, is going to. And there was space enough. So I um, I made the photos, of course, and we measured it. It is, was high enough, enough space 
to attach these uh, barriers uh, so you can uh, do that with two barriers in parallel so you only need to space the space for two barriers uh, you have four elements anyway i hope i don't confuse you too much anyway important is that you think about it and that you take a decision how you want to store the barriers and uh, that in case of a need um, there you have a very easy access. I also mentioned that you should cover them with a plastic, uh, like what you uh, what you use uh, for for trucks, for instance, um, and uh, um, membrane um, thick enough uh, to cover the base seal uh, from the impact of sunlight. So once done. No worries anymore. And that is what we did. And that was my side visit of a car shop in Germany. And uh, yeah, one of the other days I will um, tell you about our experience with uh, car shops in Asia. But the problem, the challenge for all car shops in the world is the same. It is always the same. And that was one uh, one, uh, example I shared with you. So I hope that your building is um flood proofed uh, flood and you are safe and uh, yeah stay safe and flood free i wish and hope for you that you make the right decisions when it comes to your personal flood protection and if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to this podcast channel if you haven't already Now it only remains for me to wish you a good day. Do something with it. Maybe until the next podcast episode. I would be very happy. See you then. As always, stay safe and flood free. Your Andreas Klippe and the whole Flood Experts team. That's it again. With a new episode of Flood Protection Secrets, the podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippi, German engineer, book author, and head of the Flood Experts. What can Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippi, protect for you? Anytime? Worldwide? Contact us or just click through to www.thefloodexperts.de slash bonus. Detailed engineering. German quality. Safe. Flood protection secrets. The secrets you'll want to unfold. Don't forget, you're only one flood barrier away. Subscribe to the season, and you'll never be late for an episode. <laughs>